At Kroger, shopping with pickup and delivery is the same as shopping in-store. Same low prices, deals, and rewards on the same high-quality items. It's one small click for groceries, one big win for busy families everywhere. Start your cart today at Kroger.com. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Options are a beautiful thing. That's why I'm obsessed with my McDonald's order. It's ever-changing, but always me. And right now, it's only $3.49. So I can pair a tasty double cheeseburger, a delicious six-piece chicken McNuggets, or golden crispy small fries for just $3.49. My order might change depending on my mood, but that feel-good taste of Mickey D's is always the same. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Week. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big believer in this sprint to the finish. I'm more like, no, relax and let the finish come to you. But today is uh, defying that logic. Today's a little nuts. All right. Well, we have a very, very special guest today, and I'm really excited to have him on. His name is Sinaway Noriega, and he is actually, you know, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you tell about you, but. He's here, um, and he's written an an incredible book. It's called If It's Broken, Don't Fix It, and it's about our Common Core system. And and who better to talk to than a teacher on the inside that's dealing with this every day? And so, Sinway, please introduce yourself. Tell us about you and and tell us what brought you to this point in in talking about Common Core. Well, thanks, Kate Mm -hmm. uh, Kate and Brian. Um, I'm a teacher, like you said, and I've been on the inside. I've been an educator for the past decade. And simply what happened was as a teacher back in 2006, when all the education jobs that were flourishing, all of a sudden collapsed. And so I I went into a a threshold and and something happened. I said, well, either I can find out what's happening with education or I can just continue being a regular teacher. And so at that point, I decided I'm going to uh, really explore what's happening with education. And so I have been researching the education system in several of the states, including Utah, Nevada, California, and several states here in the Southwest to really explore what's happening with education and why the collapse of education, Uh, what's happening with our children, why are the scores continuing to downfall, and what happened with this takeover of Common Core? How did it happen overnight when really nobody voted for it? One night we had no child left behind, and the next night, Common Core. So that's what I've been doing as a teacher and as a researcher on my book. Really important work, and what's interesting, it's coming from the inside. You know, a lot of teachers... I have talked to you. They say, oh, yeah, Common Core is great. Well, Common Core is not that great. Common Core is great. <laughs> and it's really frustrating me because I feel like there are some teachers that genuinely like it. And there, um, there is a lot of teachers out there that, that are not for this they're against it. They don't like it. And they voice frustration to me. Well, the frustration's coming from the fear because that's what the administration's doing right now. They're trying to distract us and intimidate us, and especially the teachers because of their job status. Right now, the administration is pushing hard on our school districts and saying, you have adopted Common Core. This is the standard, and we can't deviate from this. And if you do deviate, we're going to pull the funding. So the superintendents are pushing down on the principals. I've talked to several principals here in Utah, and their answer is this. We don't like it secretly, but there's nothing we can do about it. We can't do anything from the bottom up. 
And that's mistaken because we there is something we can do. We can fight back, but the fear comes. The fear comes from this new administration that's pushing down and bearing down on us and telling us what to do with our education in Utah. It's scary. And, you know, I have two kids in school, and and they struggle with math. I've, I've got a very good math teacher now. I've had to, I've had to do a couple of replacements in math. Um, but I, I'm wondering, what has shifted? Because there's a lot of people listening, and they might not even have kids in school, but it's important for them to listen to this and know what's going on with the education of our youth. Why? Why is that so important? Well, the first thing is to be knowledgeable about what's going on. If you ask the common person, what is the common core? Most people don't even know, and less they know that the common core is now a national standard. It's not something that we voted for, that uh, our representatives voted for, that nobody knows what's happening. And so that's the important thing. What happened to education overnight? Because we used to have No Child Left Behind, but all of a sudden we had this collapse of No Child Left Behind, and and this takeover on a national level. So that's what the important part is. How how did the nation adopt Common Core? Yeah, it seems like it kind of snuck in. It did sneak in. And this is what happened. And, and the important part to realize is this is un, completely unconstitutional. This is the first law ever, and that's very important, the first law ever in the history of the United States, a national law to bypass Congress. In other words, we have three branches of government. We have the legislative branch. That's Congress. We elect those officials, and they're the ones that write the laws. But this is the first time ever in the history of the United States where a law has passed on a national level bypassing Congress. And the reason that happened is because the administrators, the administration set that up so that that could become a template. Now, you've probably noticed that a lot more laws have started to sneak in, and now the administration of Obama's last statement was, I have a pen and I have a phone, basically saying that he can make legislation from his office. Well, the reason that is now possible is because of Common Core. They set up Common Core as a template to be able to see, well, is there a way that we can bypass Congress to start setting up legislation without the aid of the House or the Senate? And guess what? They did do it. And they did it without your vote. They did it without your representative's vote. And they did it against the Constitution, both of the United States of America and against the Constitution of Utah. Sounds a little like an executive order on steroids. It is wow. an executive order on steroids. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Wow. Brian, I know you have, I know you're so, brimming so with here's questions. So here's a question for you, Mr. Noriega. Um, now, this is a sensitive subject, first of all, in my household. My wife is going to school. She's currently working on getting a degree in elementary education. And uh, oftentimes, see, I don't bring it up, but friends bring up Common Core. <laughs> and I'm not going to say she's defensive, but she says, you know, there's a lot of misconceptions. She says uh, there's great control at the local level. There's suggestions. Um, the thing you mentioned, though, that really stands out to me is funding. Because if there was ever a lever for control, it's tying funding to whatever the outcome is or whatever the desired action is that, that they want to see taken. Is there a way to show that Common Core is, in fact, using funding as uh, you know, kind of the carrot and the stick to, well, to bring schools and districts into line? I love your, your talking about this, Brian, because that's exactly what's happening. In fact, that's what happened to the, that's how they took over. 
the education system. Back in 2011, several states opted to come completely away from No Child Left Behind. They said, okay, the funding that's coming in from the federal government, we're not going to take that anymore because we can't meet the standards. Those standards are too high. We can't meet those. Our test scores have been failing for the last decade. And so we can't do that. We're opting out. We're going to pay for education at a state level. And that's the way the Constitution set it up. So no thank you, Uncle Sam. We're opting out. Well, guess what? Uncle Sam came back with a trick out of their hat. They said, oh, don't worry about that. We have these things called waivers. And guess what? They're already set up on this website. All you have to do, all you have to do, states, is go in there and opt out. And as soon as you do that, you're signing into a future a future plan. Now, we're not telling you that plan right now. That's that's something coming up in the future. But if you sign on to this, guess what? You can keep your federal dollars. You do not have to pass any of the No Child Left Behind standards. Now, doesn't that sound strange to you that all of a sudden the federal government is saying you don't have to keep the law? In other words, don't keep the law. That's fine. But here are your federal dollars if you sign away your rights right here. Well, the states were desperate at that point. Their funding had not been coming in. And so they're desperate for that money. And they say, well, we don't have to do any more No Child Left Behind. Yes, uh, we'll sign our rights away between the dotted line. And they did that. Most of the states, except a handful of states, uh, signed away their rights. And what were they signing up for? That's the important part. Well, they were signing up for Common Core. And so all of a sudden here, a few months later, comes in, well, this is what you've signed in for. You've signed in for a national curriculum called the Common Core. And that's a funny thing, really, because in the original documents that I've researched in the Common Core, it actually says Common Core Curriculum. They've since then taken away the word curriculum because they're afraid of that word. They're afraid of that word because on a national level, it is against the Constitution of the United States of America to have a federal constitution. And so they knew that, the federal government, so they they got away from that. And that's why a lot of teachers are saying there's misconceptions and really the Common Core is not so bad. Or a federal curriculum. Exactly. Federal curriculum. Okay. You said constitution. I'm federal curriculum. You can't have a federal curriculum, right? It's against the Constitution of the United States of America to have a federal curriculum. That's right. And it's against the Utah Constitution to have anybody impose a curriculum on the state besides the State Board of Education. And that's important, too. And maybe we can come to that in a second. Wow. (laughs) I don't even know where to start. I mean, honestly... um Honestly, I don't know where to start with this because there's so many things wrong with it. Um, so this is our new state core curriculum, our federal curriculum that we have to go by. And right? that's and that's the funny part is the State Board of Education, which is now on board with this because of the fear uh, that the federal government's imposed on them, they're no longer ca- calling it uh, the Common Core. They're calling it the State Core. They've switched terminologies because they want us to think, they want us to believe it's still our state standards but it's not it's not anything to do with state at all it's now a national core called the common core that brings up a good question how have they changed the standards by which the kids actually learn because this question comes in a lot how how has it changed for kids i can see in in my own household 
some of the changes. What is your take as a teacher? How has this changed what you do in a classroom? Well, it's night and day, actually. It's night and day. A math, science, uh, language arts, it's a completely different set of rules. And the kids are not used to it. The teachers are not used to it. Some teachers are for it. They're saying oh, it's a better system, this kind of thing. Some teachers are completely against it, saying our, our kids are, are bewildered by this. We don't know what's going on, math especially, because they don't, they don't, they're not doing math the way we used to, but they have changed it completely. But the whole issue here is even if you love the curriculum itself, the problem is the unconstitutionality. Options are a beautiful thing. That's why I'm obsessed with my McDonald's order. It's ever-changing, but always me. And right now, it's only $3.49. So I can pair a tasty double cheeseburger, a delicious six-piece chicken McNuggets, or golden crispy small fries for just $3.49. My order might change depending on my mood, but that feel-good taste of Mickey D's is always the same. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. ...of the beast. You see, if this law comes in and takes away your right as a parent to choose the right of the state, Utah, to choose what curriculum is being taught to our children, then that's where we give up our freedom. And that's what's important. You see, it doesn't matter if it's the world's best curriculum, which I don't believe it is, but even let's, let's suppose it was. It, it's the best curriculum ever. What are, we, what are we giving away there? Are we giving away our freedom? Yes, we are. We're giving away our rights to choose what our children are going to be in the future. And that's what the Common Core is all about. It's all about telling us what our children are going to be when they grow up. We have a caller. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hi. Uh, my, my question for your guest is, uh, he had mentioned about the, uh, the funding Mm-hmm. And uh, like most everything, money is, uh, you trace it back, it is all about the money. How much does Utah get in federal funding? And what could Utah do to tell the federal government that we don't want their money? First of all, they're broke. You know, h- how can you take money from somebody who's flat broke? So w- we should all just acknowledge that right off the bat and realize that whatever money they are giving us is, is debt. And we should cut ourselves from that anyway. But how much does Utah take, and what can we do to tell the federal government, thanks but no thanks, and then we don't have to worry about that. We can set our own stand. Thanks for the call. Great question. I love love the the question. question. And that's exactly right. How much are we taking from the federal government? Is it a huge chunk? Is it a percentage? Yes, it's a small percentage, really, and they get to really come in and tell us what's going on. But you have a point. Utah back when this big no no child left behind fiasco was happening utah was doing great we we were meeting the standards we were exceeding the standards our children here in utah didn't need federal funding because we were doing great from the state but what happened is the governor signed away these bills these laws to accept common core into the state of utah and so basically he took federal money that we didn't need Utah didn't need those federal dollars. We could have done fine. Was that the race them. to the top? That was the well. The race to the top was a was was a different thing going on, mm-hmm. which they were uh, dangling some carrots to the states to see. Well, you know, if you change this, you change that, we'll give you some dollars. And they never really came through with that. Mm-hmm. All that was is another lure to to catch us onto the Common Core train. But that's exactly the point: is that we didn't need the federal involvement. But the governor came in and sold us out without anybody's approval. And what's important here is in the state 
Constitution of Utah, it says that the only one that can sign and enact these laws that have to do with education is the State Board of Education. So here's the big trick. If we get down to the nitty-gritty and ask, subpoena these documents to come forth, we will not see the signature of anybody that is in the State Board of Education signing off these laws. And so really the Common Core, and that's my website, repealthecommoncore.com, the Common Core can be repealed as easily as, well, wait a minute, you broke the state constitution. The governor did not have the right to sign in the Common Core to our states. Whatever promises he was made by the White House, whatever, whatever they dangled in front of him in this meeting in, 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 the, state ca- in the, the U.S. Capitol, whatever it was that he was offered along with all the other governors that signed into the Common Core, they did not have a right to sign in the Common Core to the states because he is not part of the State Board of Education. And that's the trick, isn't it? Because we have the law on our side. If only we subpoena those documents, then the state Supreme Court will have to repeal the Common Core on an unconstitutional basis. Wow. <laughs> okay. Um, and so why, why or how is it that the state school board, in order to even get on the ballot, they had to vet people for their love of Common Core and their support of Common Core. How unconstitutional is that? Well, that, that's a fabulous thing because right now the federal government is afraid, afraid of the unconstitutionality of the Common Core and, and, and where that all leads up. And so what they're doing is they're buying out they're buying out the state boards of education and placing their own people inside before we can repeal it because if we act fast, if we act fast and repeal the Common Core, then it's all over. But the federal government is coming in, making promises to their people, putting their own people inside our State Board of Education, and that way those members of those State Board of Education are saying things now like, oh, yes, we were in those original meetings. We were there, and we signed those documents of Common Core. But the original documents in my research that I found out, those documents do not have any of the signatures involved. So really what's happening now is a complete buyout into the system where the federal government is putting in their own people. And that's why Glenn Beck, and he's one of my favorites that I listen to all the time, but that's why he said that we only have a year to repeal the Common Core. And that's exactly right, because if we don't use this window right now and seize the day and seize the opportunity to repeal the Common Core on an unconstitutional basis, then everybody from within the school board will be bought out. We have a caller. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, which governor was it? Our current governor. Herbert. Yep. <laughs> that is correct. you got to be kidding me. Mm-mm. Wouldn't and, this be something, though, that our, our new attorney general should uh, go after? Well, exactly right. But who do you think's in charge? Do you think our governor's in charge? Do you think the attorney general's in charge? Do you think anybody is in charge of this besides the federal government? No. Wow. Oh, thank you very much. Very disconcerting. Thank you. Hmm. Ah, Brian. Again, if you're just joining us, we're talking with Sinaway Noriega, and we're, and we're talking about Common Core. Um, you know, I talked to uh, one of our state legislators here, um, Evan Vickers, uh, this was clear last summer, and, and um, Evan is uh, very, very supportive of education. He is, uh, I think, very attentive to the needs of the community, but he was also um, insistent that, no, 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 there's no federal money tied to Common Core. And um, I, I don't know exactly, you know, I, I don't know the, the ins and outs of it uh, well enough. Uh, is he saying that is because he hasn't gotten it even, yet? Even someone, well, and, and 
Is that a, maybe, way maybe that's a cur- current funding? I guess. I guess what I'm asking, Mr. Noriega, is, um, could it be looked at in a way that uh, because those funds haven't yet been tied to, you know, federal funds haven't been tied to Common Core or implementation of Common Core? I guess what I'm looking at is, is, is there some rhetorical sleight of hand for a person to be able to say, no, 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 no federal funds are tied to that. No, absolutely not. If you look at the documents themselves, everything is being funded with federal dollars, I- including the repeal, the, 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 the excuses that are being made and fed to the media. The federal government is spending tens of millions of dollars to make sure that their campaign, in other words, their takeover of the state rights, happens. And so they're spending tens of millions of dollars to make sure that they have control. And so when these statements come out, again, that's what I said at the beginning, these statements are just to make us feel intimidated and distracted from the facts because they're using these big vocabulary terms like these are just benchmarks, these are just testing, they have nothing to do with curriculum. They're just Mm -hmm. standards. That's their new word that they like to use. But these are just vocabulary terms. And if you're not inside the system, like myself as a teacher, you might not even know what these words mean. And so, oh, it's not curriculum. It's not standards. Well, first of all, if I take a test and you have to pass this test that I make and you have to study these books, well, that's curriculum. That's called curriculum. That's not called standards. That's not called benchmarks. That's called curriculum. What do we teach our children with? What do we assess our children with? That's called curriculum. And the only reason why they're saying, well, this is not tied to federal government money. This is not tied to curriculum. These things are are not the way they seem. It's not so bad. It's not such a big dragon. Again, they are meaning to intimidate and distract us from the real issue. Because if they can do that for long enough, then they can actually take over our way of life. Because the Common Core is just a template, like I said before, a template to take over bigger assets of our life. Did you know that the Common Core is an exact replica, a template of how the government took over health care and how the government came up with this Obamacare, huge, huge, because remember I was talking about uh, the waivers and how uh, Common Core came in and said, okay, you don't have to do No Child Left Behind. Here's some waivers that you can do. Well, didn't we hear about waivers with Obamacare as well? Uh, Didn't we see a big collapse on their website? And we say all these things are an accident or were they meant to be? Because we're talking with an organization that is the most smart the, the smartest organization that has probably ever existed, and they are taking over our Constitution from within, and they're doing it in a very smart way. And I don't want to get into all these conspiracy theories and everything, but that's the point, is that these are no longer conspiracy theories. These are conspiracy facts. The government indeed has taken over education, and the government indeed has taken over health care, which is the biggest private institution that there was uh, in, in the United States of America, and on top of that, the institution that brings in the most revenue. So there's where you get your funding. Wow. Wow. Uh, what is the difference between the No Child Left Behind um, and this program? Because a lot of people say there's similarities, and how did that get through, uh, uh, No Child Left Behind, as opposed to this? Fantastic, fantastic. Well, well, in my book I explained No Child Left Behind is the common core. It was set up to fail, and that's the incredible thing about it, is that this was set back way back in the Bush administration, Bush not understanding the, the whole concept of it, but 
this wasn't written by the Bush administration. This was written by this same group of men that now have control of the White House. And this No Child Left Behind document first established that our children must be 10% better every year, year by year until 2014, where there had to be 100% compliance. Well, as a parent, uh, looking at, uh, at that, we're saying, oh, okay, that sounds pretty good, 10% better every year. My child's going to get 10% better. Well, guess what happened? Four years down the line, 2004, when our children had to be 40% better than the fourth graders four years ago, that's 40% improvement uh, from the beginning. By the time you get to six years, eight years, you're talking 80% better than the first year. That's impossible. In a system that's meant to educate our children as a whole, you cannot improve 10% every year. And so that system was meant to collapse. And by the time you got to year six, 2006, teachers were screaming. Principals were, were devastated because they were no longer able to even come close. And all our schools, 90% of the schools in 2011, this is outstanding, 90% of the schools in 2011 in California were on um, program improvement. In other words, they weren't meeting No Child Left Behind. And so what does that mean? This system was meant to implode in on itself. And what did the federal government have when the system imploded in on itself? A safety net that said, aha, we have waivers to catch you into an obligatory uh, system where you are giving away your rights because you don't have any money. And so we're promising you this money, this continuation of money, if you give away your rights. So No Child Left Behind wasn't a different system. If you look at it that way, you have to understand that No Child Left Behind was set up to fail in order to bring in this new system. And this has been going on for more, more than 15, 15, 20 years now. Wow, we've got to take a break. And 